0: Consider y'all hashtag blessed because you've just stumbled across the Gay Agenda YYC, a podcast that spills the tea on all things LGBT and Q in the Calgary area. So join me at the Gay Agenda YYC and the squad hashtag trademark as we solve all your first world gay probs one hashtag at a time. Hey, 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 welcome once again to another super fantastic and exciting episode of the Gay Agenda YYC. It is I, Gay Yoda, and with me, as always, but for the first time this season, is my darling husband, Eric. Say hey, Eric. Hey. Yes, be gay. Let all the boys know. Scream it from the rooftops. Also, I'm pretty sure this is the first time in like two seasons I've been on your podcast. I think you've been on it, but maybe, oh, maybe I just talked about you. Yeah. Yeah, in slander. Yes. Usually is how it goes. Yeah.
1: You're, you'll be expecting a letter from my lawyer here any day now. Oh god,
0: I've been waiting for that for years
1: already. <laughs> not the kind of letter. Not the kind of letter you want. I though. know.
0: Um, I think I've only got one a year until I'm actually allowed to divorce. So I'm just nope. waiting for ticking it down. Four. Tick tick boom. Let I tell you. <laughs> 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 um, okay, so <laughs> this week's episode because it's such a hot topic in a lot of the pop culture at the moment. Republicans dressing in drag. Uh, I don't fucking care about that. Well, I thought that's what we're talking about today. Uh, No, that's not what we're talking about. Actually, one thing I do want to touch on that... Okay, so there was a... I I remember seeing some tweets and... So someone was slamming all of the anti-drag bills and whatever, whatever. Yeah. And they're saying, you know, where is RuPaul? Where is... All of
1: these other drag queens? Where is MTV? I, 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 right? I saw a, tw- a tweet from Jenks along the same lines of, hey, allies, where are you? Yeah. You know, don't let John Stewart delay your talking for you. Yeah.
0: However, I think that's the point. Like, I'm not going to go up to you, Eric, my yes. husband, who I know is a gay man, yes. and say, hey, how do you want to fight the fight of gay men with me? Like, I expect you to be on my side because you're a gay man. You're going to fight for gay rights. Yes. Right? Same as RuPaul is a drag queen. She's going to fight for drag queen queen rights. Yes. I don't expect her to have to say, hey, you know what? This really bothers me. No shit. It bothers her. Yeah. Like... What the fuck? It's the John Stewarts of the world who don't have to speak up, who are the ones that are speaking up, and, and they need to be the ones to speak it's up. Allyship yes. is what we need. It's yes. not this.
1: Um, also, as as a gay man, especially seeing what's happened in the states over the last three years, I am I am exhausted. Yes, like I am exhausted
0: fighting. Yeah, and having to explain it. To all of the straights, not understanding why it's such a big issue, why they can't let trans people in a bathroom, why we can't let kids go to a drag show. I
1: get it. it. Adult drag shows are are very vulgar. But you wouldn't let a child go to a bar, period. Exactly. Exactly. The drag queen story hour is literally a drag queen dressed very appropriately, I should add. Probably as a princess. Yep. Because they're reading, reading a princess reading book. Reading Robert Munch. Yeah. Or Dr. Zeus, Or, well, maybe not Dr. Zeus. He's a little problematic. A little problematic. <laughs> but like, you know, Clifford the Big Red Dog. Mm-hmm. Like, that is what they are reading to
0: really just entertain children. Yes. I know it's hard for straight people to believe. But as gay people, we do have some kind of gauge within us to know yes. what is appropriate, at what time, and with who. Yes. And literally, drag queens are the gay equivalent of clowns. Yes, like really. We're here to ha- we're here just to have fun and yeah. enjoy a show. Um, like you're not going to have any of your regular drag, drag queens ping pingbongs out their cooch. No. During story hour. No. That's not something that's and going like, to happen. There are drag
1: queens like Bianca Del Rio who won't do drag story hour yep. because her comedy is literally sitting there calling people canceling. And she knows that. Yes. And we know that, and we don't expect her to do no. it. No. No.
0: So and this is what so this is what I'm saying. Anyone that is anyone that has not gotten off their high horse and is like where are these people? Why aren't they furious? Why aren't they speaking out? They are furious. They're tired of speaking out. How long has RuPaul fought this fight? Uh, yeah. He came he was a drag queen, was supermodel way before that, but that's when he broke in 92. That was 30 40 years ago now yeah, yes like 30 i can't do math so 30 years he's been in this fight up on 40 like he doesn't have to fight anymore no he's made his money
1: i, I, I guarantee that rupaul is just as tired of fighting yeah as the rest of us are. even
0: more because he is the like he is the face of drag yes like anyone if it like I'm, I, I can't give Rue all the credit, but let's face it, if it wasn't for Rue, drag wouldn't be what it is today. Wouldn't be
1: as mainstream. And honestly, if it wasn't for Rue, I am not laying blame on Rue's feet here, but if it wasn't for Rue, legislation like this would not be out there, because drag would not be as mainstream as it is today. Exactly. They put it in their face, and it scares yes. them. So, I, I'm sorry, but conservatives out there who are listening, because I know you listen just to hate on Which us. is so strange. Uh, I know. Um, how does the existence of the queer community actually affect your day-to-day life? And at one point, do you stop grooming your children to be straight uh, and allow them just to be their queer, authentic selves? Because, you know, it can't just be us homos that that are grooming your children to be gay. It's exhausting. You have to have some... Grooming techniques in there for your children to be straight. Yeah, just putting something in
0: you're fucking up is yeah. what's turning them gay. Yeah, so we're just throwing that out there. Okay, any the real reason yes. here today? So <laughs> that's my that is my. Uh, if anyone has wondered why I haven't spoken out about this topic either, that's the reason. You know my stance on this. It's fucking bullshit and it's hoodwinkery. So mm-hmm. I will not stand for this fuckery. But I am not. <laughs> I'm the gayest voice in the room. Like, that's what I'm going to go with. They don't need to hear me because they won't listen. (laughs) What they need to hear is an allied voice saying it's wrong. So thank you for everyone that showed up for, I think, the four protests we had this weekend all over the city um, to outnumber all of the hateful fucking bigots that were trying to say nay to whatever it was. I think one was trans in bathrooms and the other one was drag queens. Like... Pick a fucking side. And maybe if you would have joined together, you would have had 20 people show up at one. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. So, you know my stance. You're all idiots. And thank you for everyone that did show up and mm-hmm. tell them that they're fucking morons. Mm-hmm. Anyways, back on today's topic. So why are we here today, Yeah, I'm choo-choo. Let's get back on that train. <laughs> I'm going to name him Thomas. Um, oh, wait. No, it's gay. So Tomas. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> so hop on, Tomas. <clears throat> Preferably the caboose. And, um, okay, so we are talking about uh, gay representation Mm -hmm. in pop culture and specifically in um, recent TV. Okay. Because there's definitely been a lot of it. Yes. And I think that is important because that's also what's driving a little bit of this vitriol, Mm -hmm. if I was to uh, use a word from Ed Sheeran. Um, (laughs) Okay. <laughs> wait, that was Ed Sheeran. It was Lewis Capaldi. I'm sorry, they're both British. To I get be them fair, confused. they do look identical. They do. Yes. Ed Sheeran is just oh, no. Wait, is Lewis Capaldi the uglier one? I Ed Sheeran, I think, is a little bit skinnier. Okay,
1: like yeah,
0: whatever. I'd probably do them. Yeah, I do. Them both. Right, whatevs. Yeah, they got money.
1: Um, I think Capaldi has the bigger ton though, so you might get a better room job.
0: Oh, that. nice. Yeah. And I, is he's the he's the Scottish one, not the Irish I think one. Think so, yeah. Okay, yeah. you know me, ginger, so I don't really like them. So okay, damn it, back on the train, Tomas. Um, <laughs> I'm going to name it Tomas all the time oh now. My God. Whenever, it I, get, cannon whenever in our our marriage, I get whenever I get derailed, yes. <clears throat> uh, balls are sweaty, and um, <laughs> okay, so <laughs> the gays on TV, yes, angering the straits because they're worried about that so much representation why do I always have to have so many gay people on TV why do I have to have why'd this storyline have to go gay why'd this character have to go gay I think the important thing that again with allyship what we want to actually point out with that whole thing is why was the default
1: straight to begin with yes I agree right why is it TV since its inception has been straight yes very straight. Yes. Like, toxically straight. Yes. Right? It's, From for, like, the, it's
0: for the masses. Yes. It's, yeah, like, yes. O- uh, Ozzie and Harriet, even though Ozzie and Harriet couldn't sleep in the same bed. Yeah. So they had two twin beds because you know that's what married people did mm-hmm. in the '60s.
1: I mean, I actually had a set of grandparents that slept in separate beds in the same bedroom. That's wild. I, I know it's wild, but they both slept in single beds. I think because my grandpa snored.
0: Oh, not and not because that's what they saw on TV. So I, that's what I they expected.
1: I, I honestly don't know. I once it was so weird growing up. but one set of grandparents that slept in separate beds wild. in the same room, and I had one set that slept in the same bed in the same room. So you're all part. like, what's
0: going on? Yeah. Why? Why the difference? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's wild wild um i've known parents to sleep in separate bedrooms because one snores or whatever whatever um then then i also remember them talking one time that they schedule sex every monday night which just disturbed me i was like so every every it was either sunday or monday
1: so once a week he would say monday because you know you don't want to disturb the high holy day
0: exactly so he would creep into her her room after all the kids were asleep um do the nasty for five minutes and then go back out like it was you know it was romantic sex. oh yes so it, romantic. Was, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah it was <laughs> very like if that was not mechanical riding a horse bull sex i don't know what is as long as he's movie. lasted longer yeah. than eight seconds it's good yeah call it a night <laughs> see you next week like Jesus. fucking straight people <sighs> like this is what this is i don't and why are they scared of us they need to be scared of themselves. Yes. Scheduling sex like this for the rest of their
1: lives. Yeah. yeah, and I think I think a lot of people forget that TV is not stuck in the 1950s anymore. Mm-hmm. TV is increasingly Cause, getting cause, progressive. Guess, guess what? Not only are the gays on TV, but so are the coloreds. I know, <laughs> the coloreds.
0: You don't say. <laughs> I know, and so are the uh, all the other immigrants. So are the trans people. Mm -hmm. They do let some of the disabled cripples on there
1: sometimes too, which is crazy. I mean, if you think about it, 10 years ago, even 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. like the Michelle Yows and the Angela Bassetts of the world would not be as big household names as they are today. Yeah, true. At least
0: in in, um, North America, obviously. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. And I think it's... uh,
0: Even now, the only reason names like... Carson Kressley and Ross Matthews, other than RuPaul, are um, big brand names. Is because Carson Kressley has been in the spotlight because he he broke a lot of barriers when he was on Queer Eye
1: the first yeah, time. Yeah, because he was he was o- he was an OG Queer Eye. Yes, so and yes, and they- that show in itself broke a ton of barriers they took a lot of heat yeah it was
0: you but, know it, it, did, it did its thing and um same as like ross matthews he's been that the e-reporter whatever whatever yeah. and i'm not saying he said right out of the gate that he was gay but he didn't really hide it so <laughs> it's uh, I, I think it's just one of those things that uh, we understand as queer people that representation helps yes. so it's these little uh, these little chips at the wall that have been that we've been kind of attacking mm-hmm. um this whole entire time and this wall is what's kept us out from the mainstream and you know that republican conservatives are very fretful about any time anyone tries to come over a wall yes. so it is uh, this is what they fear yes where they think we're what encroaching on their territory? We're going to be taking their jobs. Uh, we're going to be harming their children. And, and like, like we don't get fucked the children.
1: There's still so much straight representation on TV. Yes. Like for example, the the three FBI's. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the uh, FBI, FBI International, FBI Most Wanted, are entirely straight casts. Yes. At least as far as we know yes okay um ran by dick wolf who created the law and order mm-hmm. franchise mm-hmm. great writing Fantastic great
0: storytelling Great. Right? very compelling all the time i am also not
1: bothered by the fact that that entire cast is straight it doesn't bother me that we don't see queer characters in there yeah right that when just I, means that <laughs> queer people
0: do not be gay do crime yeah that's the rule yeah so y'all are just wrong unless you do not you're seven of nine but that's a different conversation very common very later
1: yeah, yes. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> that will take up the rest of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like, you know, like the nine one one, not Lone Star, but nine one one itself, mm-hmm. again, inherently straight. Yep. There are a ton of cop shows out there, yep. and a lot of lawyer shows, and all those like beautiful legal and medical dramas that are all inherently straight. Yep. And, um, I
0: think it was. Uh, it was, it was this week on nine, one of the 9 one when there was a lesbian murderer. And we were like, ooh, how exciting. FBI's. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes, yes. FBI's. And um, we were like, this is so new, so fresh. Yes. Like, we haven't seen a lesbian
1: mass killer. And she was like, she was batshit crazy. And yeah. I think I, when I, because we watched on separate days because yeah. of work schedules. And yeah. so I said, um, so maybe the, the bitch who like miseried the killer bitch. Mm-hmm. And we were like.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. In some of those shows, it's a novelty that, I don't know, yes, I appreciate because I'm like, okay, we can be there too, Mm -hmm. but I'm also sure that conservatives were like, well, obviously this is why she was about to kill her because she was a lesbian and we don't respect life because we don't believe in Jesus or something. Like, no. (laughs) If that was a straight killer, you wouldn't be saying these things. Right? So you need to like... Uh, find a difference of opinion somewhere so yes what you do get in that kind of thing is a lot of the action dramas um, very difficult to and the serials even uh, a lot of those is not very much queer representation because I don't know if it just doesn't fit very well into a serial format I don't know why it wouldn't but maybe it just doesn't maybe it's easier for all the writers to be like okay if this is how this person is going to act and this person's going to act this way and blah 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 they're all like dominoes and
1: we can fit but it in i feel like there was a show that was like one of those action dramas um, and i want to say it was prodigal son it's off the air now but it was it was something we watched last year where we they were going along and um, oh no it was um anyhow, they were going along and all of a sudden like the the boss lady, we found out she ate, she was a lesbian. We didn't see that like that came out of nowhere. Manhunter, was it Manhunter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she, yeah, she was all of a sudden like starts the episode and she's like saying goodbye to her wife and her kid for the day. Yeah, right as, as she's off the oh, on I Vegas. lied,
0: FBI. She's a lesbian. Is she FBI Most Wanted? The black girl's a lesbian.
1: Oh yes, 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 yes,
0: and they don't make a big deal about it. No, and you know what? You know why I forgot she was a lesbian? Because because they don't make a big deal about it.
1: Oh my God! See, even we sometimes miss that. But at the same time, the times when queer people have been included in shows, Mm -hmm. it's always been as some sort of trope. Yes, it's been as the best friend trope, or like the 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 side joke, or like they're there but not really there. And, and so like we are we haven't up until recently been allowed our own storylines yes we don't <laughs> we fit the storyline as long
0: as our gayness mm-hmm. is something to do with the storyline yes you don't know our names but yeah. you know that we're gay mm-hmm. like that's literally what that is um, I don't, so in in recent time in recent um, weeks and months and years whatever the timeline is is all cafuddled because of the of COVID, yeah, because yeah. of the whole pandemic. But what do we have? So we got what's what is good. I I, I put this on fa- on Insta. What are your favorite queer characters on TV right now? Um, I got a few responses back. So one of them was Blanca. I'm assuming if you don't give me a last name, I had to go look it up. And I it's from uh, Pose. So oh yes. Yes, which, of course, she is um, an amazing trans actress mm-hmm. who also was on a lot of American Horror Story. So, she, yeah. Was she? Yeah, she was in the last three, three
1: seasons. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm thinking of Electra. I think, mm. who was in American Horror Stories. She played the... Story. Yes, Story. Single, for me. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes, uh, she played the, the Witch Trapped in the Mirror. Mm. In the, that, the anthology series. Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, so there's that one. Uh, there is uh, The Sun from Euphoria, <clears throat> which to me, <laughs> um, and I, I, I want to say that I, 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 I want to agree with the fact that that's a choice, mm-hmm. but that is a problematic choice because he is a problematic character. But okay. why is that bad, right? Yes. Like, a lot of the times we like villains, right? Some I mean, of our favorite characters can be villains. Yes. And I don't want to not like him because he's... like I, I want to say he has to be a nice guy because he's gay. Well, he hasn't come out yet, but we know it. <clears throat> he does bad things. Yes.
1: And he loves doing bad things. But you just pointed out a problem in... Our queer representation is—it's great that, we're all, that the the representation we have is the, the happy-go-lucky storylines, or the you know the very tragic, dramatic storylines. But we don't get—we don't often get the chance to be the villain. Yes, right. Because it's mostly been a problem with with, with female villains. is usually female villains are villains because they got scorned, and so they decide to turn to a life of crime.
0: Yes, and they use seduction as <clears throat> yes, part of it because yes. that's the only weapon but, that women are but, able to use. Like
1: we aren't allowed just to be evil for the sake of being evil, mm-hmm. which is what I appreciated, and I will get into it later. Um, Don't even say the words. <laughs> so, Star Trek: Strange New Worlds Fucker. had a villain who is a trans actor mm-hmm. actress sorry who was just evil for the sake of being evil mm-hmm. right and i appreciated that because we needed that
0: yeah. uh just want to go back to euphoria so yes there is um there's the son and then there's also his father because his father came out um in a very wild way mm-hmm. so it also
1: wasn't that problematic uh,
0: very like he got Uh, he got oh my god got drunk crashed his car came home pissed all over the the front floor and he's like I'm going back out like it was great like (laughs) uh, the very first episode you see him have sex with an underage trans person like it was uh, you know something is like what's going on here so you know there's going to be issues and I think that that is we can't not love him Mm -hmm. Just because he does bad things. Mm -hmm. And I think that is one of those things that we... Again... The Conservatives will glom onto... Because... Those kind of people are quote-unquote immoral. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, And it must be because of our... uh, What? Satanic tendencies or whatever it is. However... Not like there hasn't ever been a man who had an affair with an underage woman, and then
1: it's the plot of half of Law and Order, right? And, see you.
0: and do they completely write them off? No, no, they promote them to governor. Like this is what happens in America. So
1: um, okay, I want to talk on Euphoria for for a second because yeah. I think we need to talk about the the scene from the High School Musical, the, the best musical <laughs> of all time, right? right? Which was, like, truly, I would have paid money to go see that musical.
0: I want to still see it live. I <laughs> want it on
1: Broadway. Yes. Yes. I think it was definitely Broadway worthy. Mm-hmm. Where they took something that was inherently straight and masculine yep. and 100% made it gay. Yes. And, and it, it was brilliant. And it was brilliant. And we know that that was not written
0: by a 16-year-old high schooler. No. But the idea that it was just makes it even more yes.
1: special. And, and, like, the fact that they used Holding Out for a Hero, mm-hmm. which was just... Like, the whole thing was just brilliant. Yep. So and great. it was, it was, even though it wasn't queer acting, it was still queer cinematography, and it was a brilliant piece of mm-hmm. cinematography. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I don't, like, yeah, you don't know if it, all the dancers in there were straight or gay. It doesn't matter. They were doing their job. Mm-hmm. And they were making that coin when they were on that stage. Like, it was brilliant. I will still say that that was one of my favorite Dance numbers in all cinema that I've like ever yes. seen. Yes, like it was so <laughs> brilliant, and
1: it just. Um, I think we watch. I think when when we watched that episode the first time, I think we actually had to pause and rewind that two or three times to watch it because it was yeah. so good.
0: And I was literally the mom, screaming because it was so good, <laughs> throwing shit across the room because <laughs> I just I wanted it to never end. So good. So, <clears throat> there's that. So, I think Euphoria in general has actually captured it and understands how to treat and display and explain gay stories. So, kudos to them. Mm-hmm. They they know, well, they should know that they're one of my favorite shows because they do great things. Mm-hmm. Um, another one that I got which did not surprise me was... Can you guess who the next gay duo
1: would be? Duo? Duo. And oh. yeah, I got it a few times. See, my head went to David Rose and Patrick from Shit's Creek. You'd think, right? Yeah.
0: No one even mentioned them. Oh. Which is funny. Because maybe they don't think that gays can do comedy. Whereas I think their relationship was really, really good. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. And there were some very... Good moments in Shits Creek, like uh David explaining to Stevie why he or that he was pan
0: mm-hmm. the wine.
1: Yes, it's a wine. Iconic. The wine metaphor is so iconic. Mm-hmm. And then that coming out episode, yeah, with Patrick was like it puts you in tears every single time. Yeah, and the proposal and the proposal. The fuck yeah. my life. I and, died. The and the the when uh when Patrick's fiance ex fiance comes yeah. into the picture. Yeah. And he and David have that conversation and he turns to David and he says, I've tried to make her work with her for years. I had no idea, like nothing ever felt right. I didn't understand why. And then I met you, David, and you made me feel right. And you just are like sobbing yeah. as you're listening to this because yep. you're like, you're realizing what it's like to, to try to force yourself into a, into a box and realizing that it's not the right box for you. Yeah.
0: I think, um, actually even just talking about Schitt's Creek, I th- it's not like Schitt's Creek um, was a breakout hit right away. No. Right? So they were... A, it's a Canadian show. Yes. In case any of you people haven't heard of it. <clears throat> yeah.
1: um, Created by a father-son duo.
0: Yes. Canadians. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Canadian produced and filmed mm-hmm. and acted. Yada, yada, yada. Everyone except
1: Alexis was Canadian. Yeah. I think so.
0: <clears throat> it was, so it was done on the CBC. Mm-hmm. And shit doesn't get popular on the CBC. <laughs> so this was like a sleeper hit. So you really had to go out of your way to find it. Yeah. And then I think other people, so that's when Americans were like either if they were living in New York or in the Buffalo or anywhere around yeah. the state city country lines, um, they were able to pick it up. Mm-hmm because it would be on broadcast or whatever however tv works i don't know it's magic so they were able to see it so they you had to go out of your way if you were in america to find and watch this show yes so you had to choose to go get it and by the time that it's like a like what second second last season was was going on uh it was a huge hit because it was a it was a sleeper hit that actually got popularity by people who wanted to watch it. Yes. So, yeah. I think everyone that was invested in it had zero problem with the gay queer storylines. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But whereas I mean, stuff that is coming out nowadays, so if it's on HBO or if it's on all of the big broadcast networks, it's broadcast to 400 million people yeah. all at the same time and Those people that shout the loudest is what we get, is what we hear. Yes. So, yes, if I'm Jed or Jebediah and I turn on my TV and I see two queers holding hands, of Mm -hmm. course I'm going to get pissed Mm -hmm. because that just uh, tickled a sprig in my loin and I didn't like it like that.
1: What I appreciate with Schitt's Creek is that the affection that. uh, David and Patrick had for each other, they didn't hide any of their affection. There was hugs, there was kisses, there was hun- sugly hand-holding, there was all of that. Mm-hmm. Right on the open, and they did it unapologetically. Unap- mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay, who's the actual duo, though, that um,
0: get mentioned? You know what? I think we're going to take a quick break. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will let, let our people ponder, and I will expect... Because when we come back, I have an article. Oh, God. Um, I will expect everyone to text their... Um, their guesses to me and I'll, I'll know that you're halfway through the episode when you when i get a random text of two strangers i can take pics i don't care if they're nsfw um all yes, right send him your dick pics yes please i'm gonna hop on grinder my husband isn't allowed because i've decided that he needs to um behave this weekend mm. <laughs> um so give us a sec and we will be right back Oh Lord of Jesus, we are back. We are refreshed. How were those three bears you took during the break? I felt like Goldie Cox because one was too big, one was too small, one was just Excellent. right. Yes. However, I took the big one first, so it was I was ruined for the for oh. the last two. Yeah, yeah, I get that. That's I know. Folks. Sorry, uh, Jim and John, and <laughs> I don't know who the big one was. Proper job. <laughs> he sounds like a he's a yeah. a girthy fella. Yes. Okay, so before the break, we were talking about queer representation in television, and uh, I'm surprised it didn't come to you right away. That the uh, the number one answer that I got from that was Bill and Frank.
1: Oh yes.
0: Uh, even saying their names out loud has broken me out into like turkey wrinkles. I have the goose flesh, and there I, I can't even say anything more positive about it. They were the most realistic and authentic representation, yes, of gay, romantic gay love we have ever seen on anything, uh-huh. yes, like on any platform. Yeah, like it was it starting out just um, uh, it like bill didn't know maybe he did know but he wasn't ready for it frank definitely knew Mm -hmm. but it just they tumbled into it and then they stayed in it in 20 for 20 years yeah and then they they grew old and they died together like it was like and it was their choice yes yeah Mm -hmm. uh sorry spoiler alert (laughs) If if you haven't seen it your fucking fault because it's the greatest TV episode ever also
1: it was a month ago that that episode aired you've had plenty of time to watch it
0: yes um, your mother finally watched it and she said that she bawled when she I was she's like why didn't you warn me I'm like we can't warn you I thought we did kind of warn her though we said it was an amazing episode That's and they both deserve Emmys. so yes. we are saying also right now that if they both don't get an Emmy for that for their character portrayals mm-hmm. I don't know what's gonna happen yes
1: also, Last of Us really should submit that for like that that episode for an Emmy for writing because it was so mm-hmm. like that should be their Emmy consideration, not like that episode. Again, that one was
0: good, but then five was great, and then <laughs> blah blah like right. So um, I know again. So, however, if you go via um, MDB's ratings, episode three was their lowest star rating. Huh? Because they were getting hate bombed. Fuck. Yes. Really? They will do that. Any all of these uh, conservative people who say there is no place in the world for gays and their representation, no matter whether or not they've actually seen the episode, will go and hate bomb. There's the site mm-hmm. with bad reviews. Like. It's ridiculous. Again, I think it goes back to the beginning that we know that we are in love with it. Yes. Right? So we don't have to shout... Like, climb on top of a gay mountain and shout gay things all the time about mm-hmm. this gay show. But the straight people hate it. So they are definitely climbing a mountain and shouting straight hate all as much as they possibly can. Of course.
1: And... and th- the, what they're missing out on is the brilliance of the writing of the last of us because mm-hmm. like like yes with bill and, with bill and frank we fell in love with them in that episode and we were devastated at the end of it mm-hmm. but then they did the same thing in episode five and they did the same thing in episode seven mm-hmm. where they they write this beautiful episode and you fall in love with a character and something bad happens to them and you're like what the fuck yeah how could you do that
0: to me although and so and that's just the thing like in two out of the three times that this has happened in The Last of Us... Yeah. Two of those characters... Well, sorry. I guess one, two, three, four. Four of those characters have been gay. Out of six. Yes! Right? Yes! So, I don't know if that's what these... I don't know if that's what these what fucking watered-down snowflakes have a problem with. But like, I'm going to call them raindrops. That's what they are from <laughs> now on. They're melted snowflakes.
1: Because, like, they're forgetting that we've existed for thousands of years. We've existed We're still here. humanity Crawl on the earth.
0: Who's to say that this is not a heterosexual passing disease and the gays not having heterosexual sex yes. aren't the ones that are about to actually survive?
1: Like, and what, what The Last of Us showed is that in episode three with Bill and Frank, they showed that, that it is still possible to find love yep. and to find and Love hope. at the end
0: of the world. Yeah, and to find forever.
1: in an apocalypse. yes. Right? That's all that... That's exactly what that was. Yeah. I know.
0: And if it was Joel and Tess in that exact situation, they would have been clamoring about it. Yes! They would have been fine with it. They would have been, this is brilliant storytelling. That's the problem. But again, it means you didn't play the game.
1: Yes. I I mean, I didn't play the game... Mm-hmm. Um, I know I know roughly what the game is about because i watched you
0: play it. However, I did not tell you all of these very important plot points no. just for that very reason. So I knew that when Bill and Frank, the like the Bill and Frank storyline came out and there yes. was this much hatred that I was like, oh, you just fucking hold on. <laughs> like, just you wait until your favorite main yes. character comes out and then you have to fucking deal with it, America.
1: Yeah. And, I, and I, knew, I knew that Ellie identified as queer mm-hmm. because I'd watched you play Last of Us, episode or the second Last part of two. Us. Yeah, part mm-hmm. two. Um, where, like, that is folded into her identity. Yes. And she is off gallivanting with her partner. Yeah.
0: She, um, had, she has a girlfriend in yeah. part two. She is very comfortable with her life. She is enjoying
1: living. Yes. Right? So she... Um, and I think that that was the whole... Th- and that was huge when Last of Us 2 came out because... It was really the first time that a queer character had made their way into a mainstream game game like that. Yes. Yeah. Um. And, uh, and I want to
0: say it was kind of to pardon the pun, but it was like backdoored in there mm-hmm. only because it was hinted at all towards like all throughout the game. Yeah. Um. And then it was only when we got the DLC, the side quest, which was the episode that you saw in the mall. Yeah. That was the exact. That was in like that was the side quest that you had, and then you find out that that's how she got bit. Was she ran to the mall with her best friend? They made out. They bitch. She died. Done. Mm-hmm. Like so, it was that it was that side quest that made Ellie's queerness canon, mm-hmm. and people were pissed. So they've really are. They've already played the game, loved it, played it about twenty times, yeah. and now they hate the game, yeah, because of something that's happened,
1: not even in the game, which. It's funny, because th- uh, the Assassin's Creed franchise got a lot of hate for essentially allowing the same thing. So, it, like, in Assassin's Creed, none of the characters are gay or straight. Yeah. Um, you have the option to flirt with some people, especially in the newer games. Mm-hmm. There's options to flirt. I think in Valhalla, my, re- my character's currently in a relationship with, like, the baker or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that, was, that was pretty recent. Um, but it's only really been within the last, I'm going to say, two or three games that your characters had the opportunity to explore a queer ish storyline or queer mm-hmm. interactions, character interactions. Yeah. Um, and that, that was huge, but they got a lot of hate for that. Of course. Right?
0: Because people don't like change, I think. Just speaking of change, you okay? You say you you had you actually did research after I told you to do research. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, yes. Okay, what do you got for us? So I have an article from USA Today. It's about a year old. Okay. Uh, it was published in fe- February of twenty twenty two, and it's talking about a Glad study that showed that queer representation is up nearly twelve percent in recent years. It does break it down a little bit, so. It's up a total of 2.8% percentage points from uh, 2021. And we have about 138 characters, or counting characters, as members of the queer community. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's up from the 118 of 2021, uh, but down from the 215 characters we had in 2020.
0: (laughs) Because they killed them all.
1: Yeah. Mm. They also talked about the streaming services. So they talked about uh, five main ones: Apple TV, Disney Plus, HBO Max, Paramount Plus, and Peacock. Mm-hmm. This was um, in conjunction with Amazon, Hulu, and Netflix, who are the three big, yep, of course. the big three. Yep. And they they have a total between those was eight. I gave you yeah, eight streaming services. There are a total of three hundred and fifty-eight queer characters, mm-hmm. up from two hundred and seventeen the previous year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Netflix leading the way with one hundred and fifty-five.
0: Yeah, it's, Netflix is pretty gay.
1: Yeah, on the broadcast side, CW was actually the, had the most LGBTQ representation. Preach sister. Um Followed by Fox, which was surprising. What the fuck? Me. Yeah, yeah. On other major networks, about fifty-six char- fifty-six of the characters, or forty percent of those characters, uh, identify as lesbian, up from the thirty-four percent from the previous year. Mm. Um, so all in all, it's it it is it is going up. Okay. There there was some areas to improve. Is there is no broadcast net ne- broadcast network that has a majority cast of queer people. Oh God no. Okay. For for primetime scripted series, um, so what they're comparing this to is so shows like Pose, The L Word, Queer as Folk, the new iteration, mm-hmm. um, and Netflix's Q Force. Those were all primarily queer casts, and mm-hmm. we haven't seen that in in primetime um, network yep, yet. Yeah, Yeah. 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 We have seen an increase in transgender characters by thirteen characters. It's gone up by thirteen. And that's a good job. Which is huge. <laughs> And we're starting to see them get their own storylines, which is also yes. Huge. So yeah, that was the gist of the article.
0: One article that I did see uh, recently, which I think is what is kind of indicative of the reason we're having these kind of um, uh, increases in representation like that. Uh, a study coming from the UK in uh, how their citizens identify yes. as their, part of their sexuality it has been uh, a steady increase and not just a little like a blip uh, Mm -hmm. for an increase in the generations like so you got uh, your baby boomers and before it was like i think it was like four percent and that was like hard and then uh, after the baby boomers to the gen x it was like five to six and then from gen x to millennials it was like six to seven and then after um, millennials still gen alpha it goes from 7% to 20% mm-hmm. it like skyrocketed yes. uh, in the past few years just with this new just with this new generation and that isn't people that say they're gay this is people that are all over the map part of any part of the, uh,
1: the gender and sexual diversity yes community. all
0: part of the alpha but mafia yeah uh,
1: and, and so this is why conservatives are trying to use our fear and being like well you know, gay characters groom your children. No, they don't. Mm-hmm. What they do is they show your children that it's okay to, to live be authentically yourselves. and to be yourself. Yeah. We, uh, there's no way that um, if we, yes
0: as gay people, uh, that we cannot have this effect on your children's lives. No. Like, literally, I don't even want your children around me. Like, just keep them but away. Also,
1: like you and I grew up in very heteronormative households. Yes, we still fight that.
0: Yes, every day. Like it's still a thing that we have to deal with uh, as to why I the way get we do asked, things.
1: Who's the who's the husband? and Who's the wife in our in our marriage?
0: Yeah, I know. And but,
1: I say, well, last time I checked, we both had dicks. Yeah.
0: So we're both the wives. Yeah. Yeah. Because we both wear the pants in the family. Like you, salty cunt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just I don't know. It's. I think that's what they're scared of, is that it's no longer the status quo, yes. and what was okay for them, you know, back in the day when they were allowed to make fun of black people and indigenous people and mm-hmm. the queer people, that they're not allowed to do it anymore. So now that they're having to see it on their television, it's like, it's too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think even I, I know it, it's a not an exact. Representation, but the the new adaptation of the Mayfair Witchers, which they showed um, all the like this hateful group against oh, the witches, yes. and they were ready to kill them. And there was even like, and they were saying how all women are witches, and any woman that has thoughts and 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 has oh, her yeah, own, it was whatever, so where, like
1: Scarlet Letter, it was or, so
0: fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And I'm like, there is a woman in your group complaining about women. I'm yes. like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Like, how does that even make sense? I don't even understand where their thought process (laughs) is coming from sometimes. Like, you Uh, are spouting hatred about your own kind. Do you not want to have your own voice? Do you not want to be able to vote? Do you not want to be able to go out on the street after sundown without a chaperone? Wear pants. Wear lipstick if you want. Do your hair. uh, Go to school. So,
1: there's a thing in the States, and I don't know if you know this term, but there's a pla- There are, are towns called sundown towns in yeah, the states, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. right? Where uh, if you are not straight and white, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to be out after dark yeah. after the sun goes. Because down. you go pew pew. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And like those towns are back from are supposedly back from the days of segregation, but they still exist. Of course they do. And those laws are still on the books. Mm-hmm. Like that's a scary thought to have. Yeah. And like I I I pray to God that up here in Canada we don't have such. Backwater towns, I know, but it also would not surprise me if we had backwater towns like that mm-hmm, somewhere in rural
0: Manitoba.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm, I know. Uh, although we should probably talk about the Immortal Universe for a little bit oh. because that is the litany of queer representation as well. Uh,
0: yes. Okay. Um, I did want to mention um, because as soon as I said Bayfair witches, I was like, oh yeah, let's start. uh interview with a vampire. Even though it was, yes, a little problematic in some of the things that they portrayed. It was a very abusive relationship. It was. But even in
1: the movie... Yeah, it was. That was very... uh,
0: The series itself was better than the movie. I agree. Uh, We can never believe Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt didn't sleep together. Uh Like, come on. Yeah. I did appreciate that there was... They were not holding back their gayness. Yes. They were lovers. These guys had been lovers in a very unstable... And very dysfunctional relationship mm-hmm. for decades.
1: Yes, so <laughs> it's very abusive and very problematic. However, I will say the the the, the scene I think it was the episode one where they have like the levitating sex scene. Now mm-hmm. fucking hot. Yeah, I, I would have become a vampire for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like bring it,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> take me away. But um, then we also had
1: the, in the Mayfair witches we had the one cousin who was trans. Yes, a trans woman, which is we aren't seeing as much trans women um, representation on screen, and we need to do better. Mm-hmm. We absolutely need to do better. Yep. Um, but it was it was nice to see that she was... They didn't make a huge deal about her being trans.
0: Nope, they just kind of said it, and that they was it. Said,
1: but they, she was also included... And like she also had had her own powers because she identified as a woman, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was cool. And they allowed her to take part in all of the ceremonies that required all the women in the family, mm-hmm. um, which that was huge because that's not something that's always seen. No, and, and that means
0: that the whole family actually
1: considered her a woman. Yes, and because typically the trope is is that if if you're trans, you're disowned by your family. Yes, is is, yes. is the trope that's out there. Yeah. So to see her included in her family and as as. A vital part of her family, she was. And that was huge.
0: Not just because they're witches and they practice Satanism. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, okay, did you have one more article? I thought you said you had another one. I so did. Is any interesting?
1: Um, it's about the death tropes. So okay. typically.
0: I did allude to it earlier. Yes. When there was a lot more gay representation in this year than last year because they killed them off. Um, because we get that but we always get that trope like in any horror movie you know the black guy is gonna be the first to die yes uh, if they introduce a gay character in any in any show that one's about to die yes as if it's not a comedy comedies they're just there for shits and giggles and to yeah. make fun of but yes that is the basic trope
1: yeah so um this one this article is from inverse and it is published was published January of 2023 um, and so they are talking about how there is a harmful tendency in shows like The 100 to essentially kill your gay characters off mm-hmm. in a very gruesome way. Mm-hmm.
0: And oddly enough, that was the CW. How dare they?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and so it's kind of created this, like, bury your gays malicious trope. The short, And they're essentially implying that queer love is a death sentence. And that the HBO's The Last of Us, um really changed that. Mm-hmm. With the- and there and was an episode for those of you who need to know the name of the episode. Episode 3 is called Long Long Time. Mhm. And so it was breaking that stereotype of having your the queer character and then then being brutally killed in some fashion or mm-hmm. another. But it, it did it did as I was reading the article, it really made me think about how yeah, like there like I remember in the 100 I watched that episode with you mm-hmm. where um the two main characters had fallen in love, and mm-hmm. the one ended up dying. Yeah. And, like, she was killed in a very horrific way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think she either got beheaded or
0: a building came down on her. I can't remember. But it was... Yeah. It, it was because Alicia went to fear The Walking Dead instead. So she was leaving the show... Yes. ...to do another show. <laughs> yes. But it's like, you could have not had to do that to But us. they did the same thing in The Walking Dead mm-hmm. with Aaron and his partner, Eric. I was actually going to mention that, that Eric died, but Aaron is still alive. Aaron's still alive, but he lost <laughs> that
1: hand or something? I yes. I can't remember. Yes. Aaron
0: is alive. He doesn't have a hand. Yep. He's got a daughter and he's made it to the end of the apocalypse. Yes. So they don't kill all the gays. But they're... but I, but that's but that's the same thing. Like, there's people in here that have, like, in The Walking Dead, everyone has lost a spouse. Yes. Yeah. Right? So just to point out Aaron, the fact that, oh, he's still alive. Like, you should take that as a win. No. That's no. like saying we should take every single one of them as a win. Susan, whatever. Like, yay, the deaf girl. Like, yes. good for her. Like, it doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Right? It's. <sighs> I don't know. It's like this is like a reward they're giving us. <laughs> it's like, yay! They we're keeping them alive for you so you can love them forever.
1: I, so, I bring this up because because it was such a trope for a while. And you just recently watched a, a horror movie that I absolutely refuse to watch because mm-hmm. it was very, it very much hinted at the barrier gaze trope. Mm-hmm. I think it's called "Knock at the Cabin," "Knock in the Woods." Oh yeah,
0: "Knock at the Cabin." Okay, yeah. yeah.
1: And because the way it was built, it was very, it was built very much as a kill the gays to save the world from the apocalypse. Mm -hmm. And I was like, nope, I'm out. Yeah,
0: I'm out. But and that's the thing; it was not even, um, and I think that is again all comes down to the marketing and editing people because Mm -hmm. even in the movie, he comes up, and it's. Oh my God! It's a big, muscly dude, Dave Batista. Thank you. Um, he so he goes up and he's so he's talking to the little girl and says, "What about your dad? And what about your mom?" She's like, N- "Like, no, I've got two dads." And then he's like, "Oh," so he, he didn't know yes. that this family that he's come to uh, give this dilemma to was a gay family. So. He sees that it's going to be problematic right from the very beginning. And he apologizes to them and says, we did not realize that you were a gay couple. Okay.
1: See, that makes me feel better. I know. Because the previews very much show that this queer family was targeted.
0: However, could you imagine from a marketing standpoint, everyone that we are talking about who hates us people they're like oh they're going to go kill the gays. Oh yeah, I
1: bet you that Let's go watch that movie. I bet you that money made bank in the box yeah, office so, because of that.
0: Yes. So you could just imagine how pissed off yeah. they were when they didn't kill all the gays. Yeah. Not
1: spoiler. Um, but because I think the, when the 100 had come out and that at that particular episode when uh, Alicia had died We'd seen a number of queer characters be killed off at that point. And it's in succession. In succession. And then Star Trek Discovery came out. And I know you didn't... Nope. Like,
0: okay. But um, your time starts now. <laughs> no, no, no. You have five minutes. Five minutes to talk about whatever Star Trek is. I'm going to go sit in front of the window, no. stare out the window, and ponder I only, I only what one, has become of my life.
1: I only wanted to mention this one trope. And it was in the first season of the two queer characters, one of them gets killed off in a very violent way and spoiler alert he comes back but we don't know that at that time and because it was in those that like succession of months where we had a bunch of queer characters you were so pissed but the internet like like queer track twitter blew up because Mm -hmm. we had only had i think five episodes with this character and we'd all fall in love with him because he was He was a doctor and he was like he was super kind and compassionate and everything you want in a chief medical officer and the way in which he was killed was so violent yeah and so we were all pissed off with that because it seemed like it was following the trope of Mm -hmm. kill all your gays yeah um and like thankfully that was a minor part of the storyline and it led to some more beautiful things Mm -hmm. um but in that moment in that episode it was infuriating because we all thought Star Trek was better than that. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got four minutes. <laughs> oh, you want me to talk about... Okay, talk so about, we're going to talk, talk, talk about the evolution of queer representation in Star Trek. <laughs> this
0: is the only way I could uh, hoodwink him into actually doing this podcast.
1: <laughs> so, Star Trek of of the franchises out there, I think, has come the furthest in giving us queer representation. In the sense that they've been trying to assert it everywhere, um, like they kind of tried, they did a little bit in in Next Generation mm-hmm. with the Outcast Raker falling in love with the androgynous alien species who be who decided who ended up coming out as a woman, to Beverly falling in love with the Trill who went from a male body to a female body, mm-hmm. and we kind of see a little bit more of it in. Deep Space Nine with Jadzia Dax and her reconnecting with an old partner and, and kind of that love actually being real and genuine. And then, you know, we skip a couple of series. And then the new series have really been good with giving us queer representation. And it's been, like, Discovery's been a little more, I'm going to say, in your face about it with Stamets and Colbert. Mm-hmm. Only because, like, that was that was a huge deal. They were the first on-screen main storyline queer character that star trek had ever seen yeah and they they really gave us the definition of the queer family in in the later seasons Mm -hmm. when they adopted adra and um uh gray Mm -hmm. and so it was like there's there's been some beautiful things there and then we get into lower decks where we find out in season two that mariner kind of fucks everything with two legs and isn't in a relationship with a woman but that wasn't so much in your face but they also like they yes they made there's a little bit of fun poked at it but there was also some like some some real issues that they would seen behind it like meeting your partner's friends and realizing you don't like your partner's friends because they're all cunts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then in <laughs> trust, I know that. <laughs> and then yeah, that's another podcast. <laughs> and then we have you know Picard where Seven and Rafi have developed this relationship. And there are a lot of people pissed about Seven being gay. hmm Because in Voyager, we'd seen her start to date Jakote, and, and everyone's like, oh, God, thank God she's straight. But it's like, well, no, in Voyager, she was discovering her sexuality. She had no idea. She had been raised by the Borg. She had no idea what she liked, what love felt like, what that looked like for her. What love got to do with it. <laughs> and so, yeah, she, she you know, to Cote is an experiment. And then 20 years later, she's like, you know, I like women. Mm-hmm. Or I like women as well. She's totes into the puss. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so there, there's, there's, there's things like that. And they've been really good with, I think given a secret representation storyline and, and allowing them to exist and not necessarily following all the tropes that have been out there, mm. right? For example, we had a trans villain. Mm-hmm. In, um, oh, she was from Queer's Oh, my God. Jessie. No. No.
0: Uh, it, oh, now it's going to piss me off so much because I knew her name. Yeah. In, well, no, I knew her character name because as soon as I heard it, I'm like, hey, that's weird. She's from the real world. And then it was actually from that ep- one of the episodes. Oh, yes. says says, so, so, Ruthie. Ruthie, yes. Yeah, thank you. So, yes, I named, I named that after the chick from the real world. So, yes, yes whoever Ruthie was in that, she was the villain
1: in. Um, yes. And she was a villain purely for the sake of being a villain. Yeah. And that's what I appreciated was that she was like, I don't fucking care. I just want to be evil. Yeah,
0: exactly. I just want the money. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm done with my I want you calls. to die. Um, okay. So one thing I'm gonna actually say about this, and it depresses the shit out of me, that after nine years, I was, com- oh, I was actually able to follow that complete <laughs> diatribe, and I understood every single fucking thing you said. I am disgusted with myself. <laughs> I don't know what I've become. <laughs> I, I I couldn't. I, I just, I I need to reassess my values Do you and my know? life situation. Do you though? Know? That's what I have found. <laughs> um, okay, so um, while I go cry in the corner and um, just realize that it's just not, this isn't the life that I asked for. Anything else we got to say about uh, queers on the TV? <laughs>
1: Cover it all.
0: Mm-hmm. I know there's a whole bunch more, and I know that we definitely.
1: L- Do we want to talk about 911 Lone Star?
0: Yes, that so we can actually leave with that because 911 okay. Lone Star, it's a slow burn romantic kind of thing that has been going on for the past three seasons. Yes, and it's kind of
1: cute. It is right. It is, and um, but also like we have Paul, who's also trans, and we find that out first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had a few um, episodes where they haven't really... It hasn't really been a, a focus, but it's been... An issue. Part of a storyline, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, there was one where it was uh, his mom and his sister. So his mom was super accepted, but his sister, I think, still refused to call him by by his, his chosen name. Mm-hmm. Um, and then recently, he ran into an old classmate from like elementary school. Yeah. Right? Like, well pre... Very much pre-transition, yeah. And he was like, "How did you recognize me?" And she's like, "Well, like you haven't really changed much since elementary school, like." <laughs> yeah,
0: and um, I think the one the one time that I could see that oh, this is gonna go somewhere was when, I think someone, f- either found out about him or said some someone said something something something, and the person that they were they had responded to a call, and um. Oh yeah, and she was trapped or something. And she's like, yeah. um I don't want him touching me. Yeah. Because or I don't want her. He act, like she like dead sexed him and yes. said, No, I don't want those people around me or whatever. Yeah. And he I think he had either he either looked at the captain and the captain was like, Oh or he had to make the decision himself to pull no. her out no matter what she said.
1: And I, I think I think Judd was like, Well either he can save you or he no can sit one there can. and die. Yeah. Like yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so I think that's uh, that's about the only time they actually have said much about it. Yeah. Like, he's just
1: Paul. Also, like, speaking of... Cause Judd and his wife, Grace, mm-hmm. are both very prominent characters. But they're also like very much the straight, Christian, kind of God-fearing
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, people. But they... They, are, they have never once weaponized their religion mm-hmm. against any of the queer characters in, mm-hmm. in Lone Star. And I think that's also important, too, because yeah. there are a lot of religious zealots out there that are like, well, this is what the Bible says, and they're trying to weaponize religion. And that... Yeah is really given religion and Christians in particular a you know, very bad name. I
0: think, um, yes, they're all, like, good friends with everyone. And Grace especially, you can see it, because she's, like, you know, the heart of the show or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and she will... Um, always go out of her way to help every single person. Yes. And it doesn't matter if you were gay or trans or muslim and, and or if, if Judd whatever. Is
1: stupid. She calls him out on his bullshit, which I also
0: appreciate. Mm-hmm. She's not a typical country housewife that yes. just lets her husband get away with everything. Yes. Yes. So I think that, that is the kind of that is the kind of straight representation I want to see. Yes. And that's what I think um, maybe more people more straight people need to see that kind of straight representation.
1: I, I agree because I know that a lot of straight people are like, well, not all, not all of us Christians are the same. We're not all yes. of us Catholics are the same. And it's like, okay, but but the, the the but you're not like this. But the, the people, <laughs> but the people who are presenting your image to the world right now are very much showing that all of you are like this.
0: Yes, if you okay, if they all want to go and say, all you gays, all you ever do is. Um, dress in up clad clothing and dance naked on a float and have sex on the street because they're like, look at you at the Pride Parade, look at you at Folsom, mm-hmm. look at you at whatever.
1: Also, I'm like, what are you doing at Folsom? <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, right? Exactly. What are you doing there, sir? Um, this is not a Wendy's. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, like you can't take that as a snapshot governing our entire population exactly. when that is... Sp- specifically a target thing that is a celebration like if we were aliens coming into the world and we and they accidentally took a pick on what march 17th of everyone that's in a bar do you think they're going to expect every single person in this world to drink green beer and have sex with ugly people No. no that's not the way it goes Some of the people will do that. Yes. And you probably are one of them. Yes. If you're thinking that this show is stupid. But the majority of people do not do that. Same as the gays. The majority of the gays aren't going to be on that float, aren't going to be in a back alley at Folsom. We are just here living our lives. Yes. Like, and I think that they are picking and choosing very selectively what they are seeing as representation. Agreed and that is what they are weaponizing. Yeah. Whereas I think we need to start weaponizing what we see as representation. Yeah. Like I did yesterday when I po- uh, when I poked fun of camouflage. Yes. Which needs to fucking go away. I agree. <sighs> okay, that's it. <laughs> that's all the time we got for this week. As always, it's been a delight having my husband. <laughs> <laughs> uh, In part, his wisdom. In quotations, with hey, us. you're the one that
1: understood it all. I know
0: that's disgusting. I need to drink now. You can pour me a fucking webc. <laughs> all right, so we are going to uh, see you next week. That's all I've got. Oh my god! Cheers, sluts. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Gay Agenda. Don't forget you can follow us all on the tweets, the instas, and on the facebooks at the Gay Agenda
1: YYC. If you like what we had to say, please like, comment, subscribe, leave a review. All that fun jazz. Thanks for listening, kids. Bye. Bye.
0: Love and light, bitches.